three, two, one. Okay, I don't want my roommates. I don't want my significant other to look at me like I'm crazy. There ain't nothing crazy about doing what you need to do to have success. Say it out loud. Say it proud and see what happens in 30 days of doing it. I, there's no guarantees in life. But I'll guarantee you, your life will change for the better. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I'm your host, Joseph M. Smith. And like always, another one in my DJ Khaled voice. Another one for you. This one, I mean, if, this is, if you're watching this at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., trust me, you're not going to go to bed. Uh, I would advise you to get some rest, wake up, and hit play again because I have a living legend for you today. This person is a sales coach to the sales coach. This person is one that will invigorate you with energy and, <clears throat> pun intended, provide a jolt to you right now and inspire you in ways that you probably didn't know you need to be inspired. Listen, paper and pen, y'all. I told you this before, paper and pen. Grab it right now. I'm going to let you pause this for a second to grab that paper and pen and come right back. Yes, come right back because I have none other than Larry Long Jr. Larry, it's a pleasure to have you on the channel. And another one. Come on, man. You know I got to come in with my, with, with my sound effects. Shoot, I'm happy to be here. It Absolutely. Do I need to bring in the backup? I mean, I'm sharing this. One Karen. more. I got enough mics to last a lifetime. This ain't a game. <laughs> this ain't a game. This is real life. I t as we talk about it all the time, lies hang in the balance. And Larry knows that full well. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where do I begin with the chief energy officer? Man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's an honor, a privilege, and a true blessing. And I just got to give a quick shout out. Thank you to Mark Winchester, M-Dub, for yes. making this connection, this power connection. Happy to be here. Oh, man, yes. And I was going to actually go to that story, but I'm so glad you mentioned it, that Mark is uh, a mutual friend of ours. He he heard about what I was doing and because he knows about where I work and things of that nature. He's like, you got to reach out to Larry. And I'm like, Larry? He's like, Larry. And so that's why Larry is here today. But man, I you know, I, if, if you know this, the way this kind of flows, we start from the boots representing the journey one goes to to get to where Larry is. And we take that journey all the way to the brain, which is symbolic of the mindset someone needs to have to not only be where Larry is, but to scale from there. So I'm going to decrease so he can increase. I'm going to take myself off. But Larry, I would love for you to go to the very beginning. For those who do not know the living legend, Larry Long Jr. Take it away, sir. Wow. Thank you so much. And I mean, shh, quiet, please. Where do I start? The, the journey starts as a youngster. Uh, I grew up in VA medical centers. Both of my parents worked for the VA. So we moved around a lot. Lived in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Roll Tide, Grand Island, Nebraska. Whoa, where did that come from? Danville, Illinois, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, where they put me in speech classes. They said, little Larry, how old are you? I said, I'm four. They said, four what? I said, I'm four years old. They said, oh, head to the Nile. Mr. and Mrs. Long, we got to put him in the dungeon. He's got to learn how to speak and how to pronunciate, enunciate, his words, oh, I still have uh, bad memories of being down in that dungeon, but I guess I speak 
proper is what they told me in Baltimore County. They said, you talk proper. I said, mom, do I talk proper? She said, you talk like you're going to be able to get a job. But moved around a lot as a youngster. Played baseball at the University of Maryland. Go Terps. I'm a Terps legacy. My father ran track for the Terps back in the 70s. My sister is 10 years younger. I'm, I'm dating myself. She ran track, came out in 2010. I played baseball for the Terps. I'm the black sheep of the family, literally and figuratively, if you know what I mean. They said baseball. I said, yeah, you run after you hit the ball. They said, we'll let it slide, little Larry. So four-year starter, team captain for the Terps. Got my piece of paper, got that degree. Worked at Accenture doing IT consulting, but I had that itch. I said, hey, I want to play pro baseball. And, and once I got done with my season, I didn't, get, I didn't get drafted. Oh, goodness, the tears were flowing. I said, that was always a dream. And like the great philosopher, Biggie, Biggie, give me one more chance, said, it was all a dream. So I went to the working world, and I still got that itch. So I went to minor league spring training with the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And they made the worst decision in their organization's history. They cut me. They said, hey, in the words of Russell Simmons, thank you for coming out. God bless you and good night. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Strike three. I definitely struck out. Back to Accenture. My colleague said, back so soon? What happened? I said, well, you see what happened was, you know it's a good story when you start off with that, but did IT consulting after three and a half years realize that wasn't my true passion. I was commuting from Columbia, Maryland to Reston, Virginia, and I just had a lot of time with my thoughts. And I asked the Lord, what's your plan for me? Is this your plan for my life? Is this how I'm supposed to really use my talents, my gifts? And uh, the answer was no. <laughs> At that point, I ended up moving to Raleigh, North Kakalaki, North Carolina, as Petey Pablo would say. And I opened up an indoor baseball and softball academy using my gifts to teach youngsters the fundamentals of the game, but more importantly, the fundamentals of life. Well, once again, it was all a dream. After a year and a half, we ran out of cash. And I don't know how many entrepreneurs are out there. But when you run out of cash, you, you run out of business. I got Siri talking to me now. Whoa, quiet, please, Siri. But we had to close our doors. My parents bailed us out. My partner and I bailed us out. And then they said, hey, you're not a big bank. You're not too big to fail. We love you so much, little Larry. We're going to let you shut this thing down. I said, good, goodly muggly. What would, what would happen if you didn't love me? I was all choked up. But once again, the tears float floating, another strikeout. But what I've learned, and I wrote about this in my book, is that oftentimes when you strike out, when you're at your lowest or what you think is your lowest, that's just an opportunity for you to bounce back. Yeah, for you to bounce back. And uh, at that point, I found a job making 150 ice cold calls to accounting firms. Yeah, I got the props here. Hello? I remember I called an accountant in New Jersey. Nothing against you, Joseph, but he said, hey, Larry, I got something for you. I thought I was going to Sizzler. I thought I was about to get a sign up. Oh, no, no, no. He said, hey, here goes what I want you to do. I want you to put on a pair of concrete shoes, 
and jump off a bridge. I said, ooh, savage. I looked in our little uh, overcoming objections manual. I said, how do you overcome when someone tells you to put on concrete shoes and jump off a bridge? It wasn't in there. So I said the first thing that came to the top of my mind, God bless you too. And then I hung up on him. I said, man, this is savage. It was tough to pick up that phone after that interaction, but I did it. And in the words of the other great philosopher, Bob Marley, one of the lessons that I learned is, hey, sometimes you got to get up and stand up. You got to get the energy flowing. You got to have the belief in your heart, the belief in your head. It's got to come through in your mouth and through your actions. So I was able to battle back. I was able to bounce back from 770 plus strikeouts. I think I got one sign up in my first 700 plus calls. I said, what in the world am I doing? I was trying to reconsider my life decisions, but I went on to have success in sales as a BDR, SDR, moved into sales management, leading other people, which led to speaking engagements. Other companies would say, hey, Larry, how do you keep such a positive attitude when you're getting beat over the head, when you're getting bludgeoned over the head and you're going to battle? I mean, mama said, knock you out. <laughs> how do you do it and how do you motivate your team? So I would come in and I would speak to teams and I would love being able to inspire, being able to motivate, being able to transform others, which leads me to, I mean, I've worked for Ooh, eight different companies, 10 different stops, two of the companies. I left and came back. Ooh, what are you doing, Larry? I got separation anxiety. But now I get to rock the mic. I get to rock the platinum mic. I get to rock the gold mic. I'm a full-time sales acceleration, transformational, motivational, inspirational speaker, coach, trainer, author, who would have thunk it? When was the last time you met an author that used the word thunk? That that ain't even in the Webster's Dictionary. I'm just making words up. Uh, and I'm hosting my first event. Watch out now. I don't know if y'all know this, but Tiger Woods is my cousin. I'm his long lost cousin. They call me Larry Hit It In The Woods. Watch out now. I'm hosting my first event called Golf and Sales this April in Austin, Texas. Let's go! So... I don't know if that's where I was supposed to start, but that's Larry Long Jr. in a nutshell. Let's go! Oh man, I'm I'm even golf, and I'm like, what? Where do I sign up? <laughs> so this is the, it, this. It will be in the description below. You want to sign up, even if you don't play golf. Well, actually, you don't want you want you want those scrubs out there. You want legit golfers. So uh, no, it's for anyone because it's two rounds of golf, but we're really out there. It's for the collaboration. It's mm. for the content. Mm. It's for the challenging. We're going to be challenging people to up level their life personally and professionally as sales professionals, as entrepreneurs, really mm. elevating our game to that next level, which sounds good, but we're going to actually go to work. We're going to be holding people accountable. Mm. I'm excited, but the little hair I got on my head is standing up because I'm a little bit scared because it's getting out of our comfort zone. Mm. We're going to really be talking about, hey, when you look in the mirror, are you where you want to be? And if not, what mm. you going to do? I know it ain't 2022, but no. what you going to do? And more importantly, who are you going to be in 2023? That is the mm. question. Who are you going to call? 
I, I, I say Ghostbusters, but <laughs> no, I mean, like, you got to get in those cold calls. Who you going to call? You got to call who's in your account, right? You got to go through it and go through the motions because you're speaking to SDRs now. You're speaking to BDRs. You're speaking to people that are trying to be where you are. And I'm like, man, they, they, they are they are probably drooling right now based on the conversation that we're having. And so I want to peel back that onion a little bit because you talked about the author that wrote Jolt, <laughs> the cold call, the banana. Don't, don't let it split on you, right? Uh, you, you were talking. Talking about the, we're talking about the, the 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 man, the myth, and the legend that is living in front of us right now. But I want to go back and peel that onion back to that four-year-old child. Can you talk to me about your experiences growing up and the obstacles that you faced? Because you are an author now, but at the same time, they said, "Hey, we got to work on your speech." Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, moving every almost every two years, we were moving. So my theme song. Uh, Right now, it's Pharrell Happy, and it's McFadden and Whitehead. Ain't no stopping us now. But back then, it was make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver, while the other's gold. I had to pick up. Excuse me, I'm getting all choked up. I had to pick up and meet new friends every two years, which when you're in elementary school, that's tough. Who's the newbie? When you're in middle school, it's even tougher. It's like, who does this cat think he is? And I didn't grow up with. My parents tried their best and they spoiled me with what they had, but I was rocking Bobo's. I remember my, my parents got me these Adidas. They had the little, it might as well have been Velcro, but it was like these little click clacks. I said, how are you going to let me go to school in some Bobo's? But Hey, you, you working with what you got. And I had a little bit of game on the hardwood out there on the playground. I could take care of business. So essentially the, the, the seventh and eighth graders, I'm a little sixth grader. They're like, all right, this, this dude is cool with us. He's all right. But it was just, it taught me so much. Moving around, it really taught me to be a chameleon. And yes, I am a black box, but I also know how to differentiate. I mean, when was the last time you met a cat that had a gold mic? I mean, it had a platinum mic and dropped those joints. So, I mean, I know how to really be myself. And it's that... The word gets overused, but it's mm -hmm. authenticity. It's being your authentic self because you can't be anyone else with the caveat of there's a time and a place. You got to know mm. what time it is. And I'm not talking about bow time. I, I love me some Bojangles chicken and biscuits. But you got to understand and read the room. You've got to sometimes you got to shut the heck up mm. and listen and yeah. observe, especially in sales and in life. If you just listen, you can learn so much. But mm. so many times, and I'm guilty as charged, we just want to blah, 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 blah. We want to talk about everything that we know or we think we know. And it's like you missed a perfect opportunity to shut the heck up, listen, and learn to take you to that next level. So I know I went off on a tangent. Come those on. Are some of the things I learned from my, my youth moving around the country wow 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 and it's amazing i speak to people that have been in the army speak to people that have been in similar situations where they had to move and this and they say almost the identical thing i had to learn to become a chameleon i had to learn to become a chameleon and be able to use that but it's a superpower because now that you move into the room you can be able to maneuver in any situation that you face and that is 
key. Now I'm going to go back to time and I'm going to talk about Dame time. As we know in basketball, when it's clutch time, you want Damian Lillard to have the ball in his hands. So I want to talk to you about how you went from 700 calls, not making a single one in that 701 call you made. And that changed you to becoming an ultimate closer. Can you talk about that experience? Yeah, it, it's so I've had some slumps in my baseball career. Believe you me, I was a free swinger, but I've never had a slump of one out of 778. And I'm probably rounding down. I, I'm trying not to make it as bad as it really was. It was bad. But I had one manager and I won't shout his name out. But he said, Larry, come into my office. I said, oh, shucks. Am I getting a raise? Oh, heck to the nah. He said, hey. Our expectation is 150 calls a day. You made 148 calls yesterday. He was he was looking at the spreadsheet. He said, oh, you made 148 calls. If you do that again, I'm going to tell you exactly what the Dodgers and the Red Sox told you. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Maya Angelou says it best. People will forget what you said. They'll even forget what you do. They'll never forget how you make them feel. This gentleman, I will never forget how he made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I hope he wasn't intentional, but he pretty much pooped on me. I will never have respect for that gentleman. Now, mm-hmm. there was another manager. He wasn't my manager, James Hatfield. Nothing but love, Hattie. He said, Larry, come in. I said, uh-oh, what's going to happen now? Am I, am I going to go ahead and get the boot? He said, hey, I like you, man. You got potential. I see you trying. Here goes what I would recommend. Take the script and flip it. Flip the script. He said, get rid of the script. He said, talk to people like you would talk to your homeboys. I said, James, you don't know how I talk to my homeboys. That might be an HR violation. He said, oh, stop the presses. He said, let's find that happy medium. But essentially, he wanted me to talk to people like they were real people. I was reading off the script talking about... Hello, this is Larry Long Jr. calling from Profit Sense. Uh, may I speak to? He said, No one talks like that. No one wants to talk to a robot. And I am robot. He said, This is people talking to people. So when I, once again, when I got up and I stood up and I started telling my story of being a failed small business owner, partially because I didn't understand my numbers. When I asked the question, Mr. and Mrs. CPA, Do you have small business owners whose eyes glaze over when you try to walk them through the income statements, the income statement, the balance sheet, the statement of cash flows? They're like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, I used to be one of those dummies. And now I'm out of business because I was passionate for my business. But the Mm. numbers I knew, home runs, batting averages, stolen bases, they aren't the numbers you need to run a successful business. And Mm. that's where your expertise needs to be transferred from the numbers to a plain English narrative. Are you open to talking? Of course, Larry, I'm trying to support my small business owners. I'm trying to get it through their thick skulls. And you have something that will be income statement for dummies? I'm sorry to call you a dummy. I said, no, I accept it. Woo! And that was really what led to my success. Now, did that mean that everyone was open? Heck to the nah, I still got banged on. But you know what What? what uh, I learned from Rick Daly? Fido. And that's not the name of the dog. That's a mentality. It stands mm. for F it, drive on. And my son, he's 13. Mm. He likes to say the real, real word. I said, Trey, 
That's an HR violation. Let's stick with forget about it, drive on. But he's like, nah, daddy, Fido. Beat it, drive on. <laughs> yeah, so does, so does, so does, you're like, I'm going to make a name for myself in here. <laughs> he said, hey, I get it from my papa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, well, that and, is and let me Let me rewind real quick. Yep. We talked about being a chameleon. One of the other things I learned from, from uh, being in the VA hospitals is the power of service. And it's a question. I mean, mm. there, there, there's a saying that the most successful people ask the toughest questions. Therefore, they get the best answers. But there's a question that I got from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. What he said is life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing to serve someone else? And for mm. me to see my dad serving veterans, my mom serving veterans, they volunteered me to serve veterans until I turned right around 12, 13. Then they said, hey, it's your choice. And I essentially made the right choice that I want to give back. When you serve others, not expecting anything in return, it's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing what happens because you're not giving to receive. You're giving out of the goodness of your heart. You're yeah. giving out of being a giving, caring person. It's just amazing that the more you give, mm. the more you receive. So that's a message yeah. and a lesson. And I know you said get your uh, get get something to write with. I encourage you to write it, but don't write it down unless you're committed to taking action. Mm. I'm the king of notes. This is my notepad. I love taking notes, and I star the actions that I'm committed to taking to put those lessons in the play, because we Come all on. know that, Hey, the, 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 the biggest holder of dreams is the graveyard. Yep. Dreams that are right here that are written down that we're never putting into action. So my encouragement is don't write it down unless you're committed to taking action, unless you're mm. committed to finding an accountability partner to cheer you on. Hercules, Hercules. Someone that's going to kick you in the behind and give you that push that you need to go ahead and do it. Because we already know what's holding you back. That person in the mirror. Mm. 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 I, I totally agree. I'm talking to the man in the mirror and or the woman. Right. That's what you might be saying to yourself. And I'm, I want him to him or her to change his ways. You're watching this right now. And you're like, I, I know them the issue, but I don't know how to fix me. I have some ideas, but I want to. I want Larry to talk about it. How would a person say, "I need to fix me"? How do? Where do I start by fixing me? Yeah. Well, first is acknowledging. So by you saying, "I need to fix me," that's a great start. I tip my virtual cap to you. Now let's go to work. Let's go to work. Yep. My book, Joel, Chapter One. What story are you telling yourself and believing? That's where it starts for me. What story are you telling yourself? And I, I I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm very supportive of other people. I work with a coach and she said, Larry, I don't quite understand it, but you're so positive, so optimistic when it comes to everyone else. When you start to talk about yourself, womp, womp, she mm. was like, <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up because she said, you, you're very negative when it comes to talking about yourself. You put mm. yourself down, you dim your light instead of amplifying your light, believing in yourself. What's up with that? And I said, well, I'm humble. And she said, survey says, nah. She said, you're wow. holding yourself down by the words that you say. 
And mm-hmm. those words come from your thoughts. You're limiting, self-limiting beliefs. You're holding yourself down. So I've committed to giving myself grace. Ooh, mm. it, feels, it feels good. I give everyone else grace. Now I'm giving myself grace. Hey, yeah. it's okay, Larry. Let's put in the work. Let's try our best and let's forget the rest. Mm. I've also committed to talking myself up. Let's go, Larry. Just like I talk up everyone else. Now I'm doing it to myself. So that's where it starts right there. We're going to go to strikeouts. They're a part of life. A lot of folks are afraid of striking out. Well, if you're striking out, that means you're doing something. That means Mm. you're living, you're learning. Hopefully you're laughing. And now you can go ahead and take those lessons to the next experience. Now you can share those lessons with someone else. Mm. Let me get to this. What's your environment look like? The company that you keep. I know that our parents, I know growing up our parents said, you better be careful who you run with. I think the great Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Let's do an audit. And sometimes in the words of the other great philosopher, you got to cut it. You got to cut family. You got to cut friends. Sometimes they're holding you down and they're not boosting you up. People come around sometimes for a reason, sometimes for a season. Season. I encourage you to do an audit and make sure you surround yourself with people that are getting after it. People that are encouraging you to step your game up and not just glad handing you and not Mm. holding you down saying, hey, woe is me. It's your choice. When you wake up, I, I always tell people, make it a great day. It's your choice because I believe it. My father mm-hmm. grew up in, in the projects of Baltimore City. If you ever watched the, the, the show The Wire, that was his neighborhood, surrounded by drugs, mm. violence. He had every excuse in the book to say, hey, I can't, I can't make it out of the hood. I can't be anything in my life. But he said, you know what? I can. And I will. And I'm not going to do it alone. It starts with me making that commitment. But I'm also going to surround myself. His ticket out was track. Ralph Durant. That was one of his coaches, one of his mentors, Godfrey Moore, another coach, another mentor. When he ended up getting out of Maryland and worked for Department of Veterans Affairs, Dr. Tom Sherwood, who had like seven degrees, that was who my dad surrounded himself with. These are people that encouraged him to aspire to go higher. Dr. Sherwood said, hey, Shorty, I know you invested in that gold tooth. My dad used to have a gold tooth, but in the professional world, you got to get rid of that thing because mm. it's viewed differently than it is in the neighborhood. That's and my true. dad begrudgingly, because he saved up his money, I think at the age of 14 to get that gold tooth. That, that was a status symbol. But he said, you know what? I'm trying to elevate and I'm open to doing what it takes. We'll go ahead and cut that thing. And he he was fit, he was fitting to get loose, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was the inspiration. And that's really my motivation. I lost my dad seven and a half years ago. That was chapter number seven in my book, Lessons from My Dad. Mm. I'm carrying that torch to make sure that I I do him honor for everything that he sacrificed for me, my sister, my mom, our family. Mm. It's my responsibility to make sure that I I don't just keep it to myself. I spread it out to the world. And one of the best compliments I can get is, Hey, Larry, I didn't realize that we were out here doing the damn thing. You Mm. can't be what you can't see. And when people Mm. see that, hey, you can be your authentic self and you can take care of business, you can have impact, you can have income, which Mm. there's nothing wrong with that. 
as mm. long as you're making impact and you're earning income and you can help bring others along. So that that's the mission that I'm on. And uh, we 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 rock we we rocking and rolling. We rock. <laughs> we rolling. Oh my goodness, this is so good. And I know that there are people that are listening to this that they're like, listen, I want you to be my mentor. You talk about mentorship, I want you to be my mentor. But you can't be mentor to everybody in the world. How does a person then take what you're saying and find the right people? Right, they're, they're doing an audit on their life. They're getting rid of the old. How do they find the new? How do they find the right mentor? And it's a two-way street, I know, but but could you talk about that regarding the two-way street of mentorship plus finding the right mentor? Yeah, mentorship is powerful, and it's really about relationships. And you said it's a mm. two-way street. It's about being intentional. It's about being deliberate. It's about being thoughtful, which all sounds good. What does that mean? Well, grab a blank sheet of paper and write down, what's your vision? Where, mm. where what, What's your one-year vision? At the end of 2023... Who do you want to be? What do you want to be doing at the end of 2025? Same thing. Let's go ahead and 20. Let's go 2030. And I know things will change. Who are the people that are doing that today? Who do hmm. you know that might know those people? And then are you willing to be courageous to make the ask? Hey, Joseph, hmm. I would love the opportunity to speak with you to learn some of the lessons. And here goes my promise. If you take your time with me, not only will I take notes, I will take action and I will mm. report back to you on the action. In addition to that, I am also willing to serve as a resource for you in any way possible. A lot of times the early in career folks say, I don't have anything to offer. Survey says, nah. Nah. do you Negative. know how to use Instagram reels? Do you know how to use TikTok? Are you on LinkedIn? A lot of these mentors, they need that assistance. Do you know how to leverage websites, SEO, SEM? Do you know some of the latest trends? There's value from your experience. There's values from, from, from every experience that you've okay. been on, from your background, from your collegiate, from your experience. You've got a new perspective that if you share it, it could be valuable. So mm. don't go in devaluing yourself saying, oh, I, I don't have any experience. That's BS. Yes, you do. Yeah. If you're intentional and you make the ask, every one of them won't say yes. But I can almost guarantee you, if you ask 10 people, I'm going to say at least two, and that's being conservative, are going to say yes. I would love to, to, to speak with you on a regular basis, quarterly, bi-monthly, to share my knowledge and to hear how your journey is going because most successful people, they didn't do it alone. I've yet to meet a successful person that did it all by themselves. Hmm. They all had folks that helped lift them up. And for the most part, most successful people love giving back to people that are hungry. And the words yeah. of the great Les Brown, hungry. So essentially you got to make the ask with intentionality, with purpose, with conviction. Get up and stand up and ask. Get creative. Write a handwritten note and say, I would be absolutely honored. It would be my privilege to be your mentee. Here goes what I would love. I would love to learn from your experiences, what went well, what didn't go well. And here goes how I would love to be a service to you. Are you open to it? Mm. That sounds like a sale. That sounds like a sales cycle right there. Shoot. Put him in the sales cadence. If he says no today, let me provide some value and come back tomorrow. That is so good. That is so rich. 
That is so rich. And if you're listening to this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a course careers advocate. They actually changed my life by helping me get into tech sales. You see it in the description below, as well as the book from Mr. Larry Long Jr. himself. And I want to actually talk about that for a second. So obviously you're an author. You, you take all your life lessons and you drop it in this book for everyone so they could get a jolt <laughs> clear <laughs> every once in a while when they read that book. So I want you to talk about what inspired you to do this. What inspired you to become an author? Yeah, I never would have imagined, to be honest with you. I, uh, if you ask any of my elementary, middle, high school, college, English professors, teachers, and you tell them Larry Long Jr. is an author, they're going to say, hold up, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I getting punked? There's no way. That punk wrote a book, but hey, mama, we did it. Mm. And there were plenty of times where I was ready to tap out. I said, I can't write a book. I can barely read. I'm just joking there, but I love to talk. And Michelle Hill, who was my book consultant, said, Larry, you need to tell your story. I said, Michelle, I rock the mic every week. I tell my story. I do a midweek, midday motivational minute. Uh, this week coming up, I think it's going to be episode number 148. Every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, I go live, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I just drop a word of optimism. Michelle said, you need to tell that story in writing, and I'm mm. here to help you. I got a team that will help and support you. At that time, I think I had 47 midweek, midday motivational minutes. She said, let's narrow it down to your top 20. Then let's narrow it down to your top 10. She said, I said, hey, seven is my, my baseball number. I said, let's go with seven. Mm. I got seven chapters, and they're all topics that I covered in my midweek, midday motivational minute, just really scratching the surface. In the book, we get deep mm. on each of those topics, and they're topics that I'm passionate about. They're topics that I really want to leave a lesson and actions at the end of every chapter. I provide three jolts for you to put into action. And mm. I just encourage people to GIOT. A, a good friend of mine, Melissa mm. Murray Bailey, used to be the CRO over at Hootsuite. Ooh, ooh. She played, uh, she was an athlete at University of Maryland, go Terps. But she said, GIOT. I said, what'd you call me? She said, no, Larry, I tell my team, give it a try. Mm. So a lot of times people say, I'm not gonna stand up. I'm not gonna look in the mirror and smile. Before I make a cold call, GI, give it a try. Don't knock it until you try it. There's plenty of people that are out there chilling on the phone. That comes through on the other side of the phone. People mm. not, might not know that you're chilling, but they can't feel your intensity. Mm. They can't feel your care. Ooh. It's the same thing with affirmations. We all know that our words have power. Yeah. But how many of us, when we wake up, before we go to bed, actually Make an affirmation out loud. Uh, I don't want I don't want my dog to be looking at me. I don't want my roommates. I don't want my significant other to look at me like I'm crazy. There ain't nothing crazy about doing what you need to do to have success. Say it out loud. Say it proud and see what happens in 30 days of doing it. I, there's no guarantees in life. But I'll guarantee you, your life will change for the better. There's another thing called the hashtag three minute challenge. Most people say, I don't have time to nurture my relationships. Three minutes every day. You pick one person out of your Rolodex. That's not the fancy watch. It's the contacts in your phone. Find one person, three minutes that you can surprise and delight. Joseph, I know you're from New Jersey. I'm going to find a funny gif. 
I'm going to send it to you, a funny meme. From I'm Brooklyn, say, via Brooklyn, New York, though. Let me put that back. Via Brooklyn, New York. New York, Brooklyn. So I'm going to say something about Brooklyn, and I'm going to say, yo, I was thinking about you on this thankful Thursday, on this mm. terrific Tuesday, on this marvelous Monday, this wonderful Wednesday. I was thinking about you. Keep rocking and rolling, my brother. I'm not mm. asking you for anything. I'm just letting you know. I'm thinking about you. I care. Hey, if you ever need me, I'm here. When you sow those seeds, believe me, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I do the hashtag 15-minute challenge every day, sending funny GIFs, audio messages, video messages on LinkedIn. It makes a world of difference. There's no mystery why I get 93% of my business inbound via LinkedIn. Mm. I'm working with Salesforce. Come on, Cletus. I got three people in my business. In the words of De La Soul, it's me, myself, myself? and I. How Ooh. am I working with Salesforce? Come on. Come on now. You better watch yourself. Hashtag mm. three-minute challenge. GI, give it a try. See what happens. Send me a message when all the great things start happening to you. I think they missed that part. You said you're working with Salesforce. They're like, what? Wait, 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 what? He uses Salesforce as a CRM? No. Tell them exactly that you are working with Salesforce. They don't know that. Give, give them the real if they don't know. <laughs> Man, you better check the Carfax. December 2021, I got the MC. I brought my, my gold mic. I brought my, my, my platinum mic, which my wife said, baby, I love you, but you're colorblind. That, that's pink. She said, that's rose gold at best. But I got to bring my mics. I got to introduce Coach Prime, Neon, Deion Sanders. Coach I used Prime. to have his poster up in my college dorm room. You talk about a dream come true. Come on, Cletus. I got to introduce Arsene Wenger of the English Premier League. I don't even know anything about soccer, but I know he's a big deal. And then Ryan Serhant, a million-dollar list in New York. I got to work one of Salesforce, their European sales kickoffs. How does that happen to little nappy-headed, when I had hair, little nappy-headed Larry Long Jr. Say it ain't so, but Mm. essentially, if you can envision it, anything is possible. And I, I can't believe that you're probably not a Boston Celtics fan. Neither am I. But in the words of Kevin Garnett, when he won the championship, anything is possible. It's true. Give yes. it a try, y'all. Holly, if you hear me, if you don't, it's all good. Just keep just keep doing what you're doing. No judgment zone. Huh. But but you can't be around me because that, that joint is contagious. I got to find my uh, – where's my mask? I got to put my mask on because whatever you got – it's contagious. I got to put my my scam. I mean, my Cam Newton mask on. Watch out now. <laughs> this ain't a game. <laughs> no games. Oh man, no, that's amazing. So you're you're, you're talking. Listen, you we, we I'm I'm saying this to the mic, and I'm saying it like you're here because you are in the room with us. You could feel the energy. It is electric, boogie woogie woogie. Like you gotta get a gotta get a glimpse of that vision for your life because as Larry just said. He had a he he saw it and it came and wow did it come in a huge way oh my god now we didn't come this far to come this far I mean shoot Ooh. ain't no stopping us now I got some crazy crazy things on tap I mean I'm talking about streaming movie series it's children's book I mean I'm I was gonna ask you about that just now this is stuff that don't even feel right coming out of my mouth but <laughs> watch me. That's all I can say is, shoot, watch me. Because it's, it's, it's about to roll. We about to roll out. <laughs> oh, man. I was about to say, do you understand the words that are coming out of his mouth? 
like it, 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 like honestly, that was my next question for you. I was like, man, the future, the, the past is amazing, the, the but the future is bright. What is next for Larry Long Jr.? And you kind of hinted on it. I don't know what I'm, I'm waiting for MIB to come in and put the thing to, to kind of say, like, oh, forget that what he just said. But uh, tell me a little bit about what is in store for Larry Long Jr. Yeah, my, my vision is bright. And it's really, it revolves around one thing, and that's impact. Mm. I, I want to impact more lives in a positive manner because we have an impact on people, whether we know it or not. It's either here or it's there. There's, mm. there's no in between. Wow. So my intentionality is, hey, Larry, how can you have greater impact, deeper impact? Because I'm a keynote speaker. Organizations bring me in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half. I get in. And then they're like, shoo, okay, thank you. You got everyone riled up. But I'm going to keep it real. Everyone mm -hmm. gets here. When I leave, womp, womp. So I'm really working on how can I get you here and then get you going. And mm. let's keep going. Because we all know if we don't step into change, nothing will change. And I think that's the definition, the Webster definition of insanity doing the same daggone thing and expecting different results, it doesn't work that way. So I'm really uh -huh. trying to have greater impact, deeper impact to really touch the world because it's it's kind of like uh -huh. COVID. It's contagious. When you touch one person, it's amazing how it spreads. And yeah. sometimes we don't even know the people that we're touching. I've had messages from India, from Germany, from New Zealand, from France, parlez-vous français, I don't even speak French, of people that have said, you've touched my life. That's just mind-blowing. So I want to do more of that, and I will do more of that. Ain't no trying. Hope ain't a strategy. We're going to make sure we get that thing in. Yeah, absolutely. You you spoke about it completely and honestly true. And how wide, how deep this is going to go, we're all going to see. We're all going to see it. Um, we're going to have a front row seat. So, so I'm, I'm going to cap this off with this with this comment because I think that this it, it, like there's so much to unpack here. There's so much, but I would have to ask you this because we're going to the brain now. The mindset that someone needs to be to be where you are, but also the skill from there. How would you sum up the mindset one needs to have? I'll give you a story. Mm. I started off my baseball career kind of like my cold calling career. One hit. And my first 24 at bats. For anyone that's a math major, I'm not. That's .048. That, that'll get you playing the position of left out. Hey, Larry, you're left out. Go to the end of the bench. Because whatever you have, it might be contagious. And we can't infect the rest of the team. I'm feeling sorry for myself. We were at UNC Greensboro. My father drove down from Maryland for the weekend series. My dad was my number one fan. We're driving back. I think we were in the parking lot of Burger King. I think I had the flip phone or a Blackberry. He said, how you feeling, little Larry? I said, I feel terrible, Dad. I stink. I don't belong mm. in Division One baseball. I definitely don't belong in the ACC. Uh-oh. My dad hopped through that phone. He yoked me up. He said, boy, you can't have my name, Larry Long Jr., with a stank beep attitude like that. He said, mm. yo, I didn't raise you like that. What, what you talking about, Willis? He said, you better get back. And in the words of Allen Iverson, we talking about practice. You better get back to the drawing board and practice your skills. But more importantly, you better get your mind right. Because it's kind of like that, that quote that says, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. He said, mm. you're going up to the plate 
and you're already defeated. You don't have a chance. So University of North Carolina came to town. And I'll keep it real with you. I got jammed, but I got a hit. In the words of Kanye West, you can't tell me nothing. I was on top of the world. Anything is possible. I started on Saturday. This was Friday night. Got a blue pit. Started Saturday two for three. Started on uh, Sunday three for four. That was all she wrote. So the mindset has to be one of belief. One of, yes, I can. And one of, yes, I will in addition to surrounding yourself with people that will boost you up, people that will give you that swift kick in the behind when you need it, but also that nurturing, that that hug when you need it as well. And I got that from my dad. He was a little bit stern, but I knew it came from a place of love. I knew he believed in me. And I said, you know what? He's never steered me wrong. Let me get back to practicing. And when you practice, it's amazing how you get lucky the, the harder you work. And then when you have that support and you know you got an army behind you, ain't no stopping. I think they say if you want to go fast, go alone. Lone Ranger. But if you want to go far, you better mount up with a team. So I'll leave, I'll leave you yeah. with that mindset. Go ahead and get your team and let's roll. Get your team. Autobots move out. Yes. Get your team. Get your team and roll. And I, I just wanted to tell you, first of all, I said this earlier. It was kind of quick, but I want to say it again. My condolences for the passing of your father. When you, Hey, yeah. I appreciate that. And I'm going to say I'm blessed. We're yeah. all marching to that finish line, and we don't know when. It could be next minute. could be next year. could be 10 years. But what I encourage people is, hey, and the millennials told me, they said, YOLO. I said, what'd you call me? They said, no, Larry, you only live once. So I'm not a, I'm not a Latin scholar. But anyone that's listening, carpe diem, seize mm. each mm. and every day, because you never know when your time on this earth is going to come to an end. And so many times people live a life of regret when mm. they look back and they say, I wish I had. I'm trying to be intentional to not live a life of regret and live a life with purpose with intentionality and taking advantage of every opportunity that I have to impact others. I'm living my best life. Kind of like Duvall said, don't get me started up in here. (laughs) Living my best life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. If you, if you, if you have, if you have stayed for the whole thing, which I know you did, because I could, I could, I could smell you right next to me. Your breath is right here. You've been (laughs) with us the whole time. You know, this was an amazing conversation i'm gonna drop everything that this man has in the description below books tours you know the name it you know the children's books everything he's like it didn't come yet i know i'm just playing with everybody but it's a lot of stuff is going to be in the description below you definitely want to follow this man get the book because it's going to be an amazing part of your day you want to do what he says i wrote it down three minutes five people i'm going to find them i'm going to affirm them i'm going to ask them for nothing be like hey i'm just thinking about you on this fabulous friday do it, do it, do it, because it's gonna change your life. Oh man, oh, I feel good. <laughs> and I, you know what? I actually knew I would talking to you. I knew I would, and I and I know you talked about Kevin Garnard. I'm gonna be like LeBron and say, "Mark, this is for you." <laughs> thank you so much for connecting us, Mark, and thank you, listener, for watching us. I'm so excited. My heart is full. Until next time, I hope to see you, family on the other side. Take care, y'all.